There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Howdy, folks, and uh, welcome to your Tuesday, Lori and Julia show. Hi, Robertson for Julia today. Julia back tomorrow and uh, new this month of September in our Listener Rewards program. You can enter to win a vintage copper fire pit, green mill gift cards, and abominable movie passes, and more. Get the app or stream us online. Get registered uh, for Listener Rewards uh, on the app. Or th- uh, via the website at mytalk1071.com. There you go. Okay. Thank you, Johnny. Oh, Thank you. And we are just yawning over here with the fair, fair fuzz. Yes. Yeah. Fair fuzz. Fair, fair fuzz. fatigue. Yeah. And it's happening. We're transitioning back into back to reality. Life. I mean, to I know. Life. Life. Thank you. Doug. It is because it is like going to day camp. It is like sleepaway camp. Yeah. In a weird yeah. way. Mm-hmm. You know? I was like, oh, yeah, we're not going on the bus today. I no. know. <laughs> we're not going to. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So I was kind of uh, delighted to see Bill Hader show up on GMA this morning because it, chapter two, Ooh. opens this Friday. Scary. Scary. And if you saw the Stephen King adaptation a couple years ago with uh, Bill Skarsgård um, as Pennywise. Pennywise the Clown. It was a great remake. I mean, it was it was better than. Oh, it was so leaps good. Leaps and bounds because that book was yeah. amazing. Leaps if you ever and bounds better than the TV miniseries yes. with yeah. Tim Curry. Well, yes. that was pretty nineties and cheesy. Cheesy, yeah. and you know, and that was fine for its time. But this, it was so good, and so. Uh, uh, the uh, media critic for the Daily Beast called it Chapter Two, one of the finest Stephen King adaptations ever. Ever goes out with the bang because it's just as good as the first one. Wow! And part wait. of it, it's set like twenty-seven years later, yes. and all the kids from Derry, Maine, that got scared the first time by Pennywise the clown, they have to go back. There, yeah, yeah, they have to go back. So here's uh, Bill Hader. This one, he's just talking about his daughter. Remember, he his daughters. He won an Emmy for Barry, I believe. All right, here we go. You're a father. You have three young daughters. Yeah, I have three daughters. But when it's 17 Emmys, you got to go home. They must be impressed with no, you. No, not at all. They can care less. <laughs> I remember I went and I'm, I have a voice. Uh, I do a voice in Finding Dory. And I went to, and I took my daughters to it, and I'm, my parts coming up, and I'm looking at them, and then my voice came out, and my six-year-old just stood up and walked out of the <laughs> <laughs> And I went along, and I was like, what's going on? She's like, you didn't tell me you were in this. <laughs> like, you're not 
tell me that. This is embarrassing. I have friends here. She's embarrassed. <laughs> I, know, I had no idea he had three daughters. I guess I don't really know much about Bill Hader's no. personal life. He keeps it really low key. Yeah, he was married to a filmmaker and they're divorced now The that he had the three kids yeah. with. And yeah, it keeps it pretty low, low and so profile. Obviously one for SNL and then he did one for Barry. Did you guys ever watch that? It's no. kind of a dark, Barry? Yes. It's I, a dramedy, I would say. I very much, excuse me, enjoyed Barry. Yeah. It is. It's good. It's worth it. it he and uh, Henry Winkler are everything, and the crazy agent. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. So here's uh, Bill Hader talking about Bill Skarsgård, who plays Pennywise, the scary clown in it. Let's okay. talk about the new movie. Uh, your co-star Bill Skarsgård plays a very creepy-looking Pennywise. Yeah, Pennywise. The Pennywise. Clown. So what's it like just <laughs> sitting next to Pennywise when the cameras are off? He's like the nicest guy in the world. He's a super sweet guy. Uh, he loves, uh, you know, we talk about music and things like that. And But he just looks like, incredibly creepy. creepy. Just really creepy and really weird. But, I mean, he's a really, he's a, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a sweetheart. No, Bill Skarsgård in his full Pennywise. Oh yeah, yeah you really like that yeah, just, uh, the new Lana Del Rey album? How's that going? Yeah, for and, and he's scary in Castle Rock. Yes, yeah. and with no makeup. With no makeup, another Rock. Stephen King. Yes. You know, he's Castle got a Rock, kind yeah. of a magnetic personality. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, eyes. It's the eyes. I guess yeah. it is. Okay, here's uh, uh, Finn Wolfhard, the kid from Stranger Things, who played one of the kids in It, the movie, the first one. Um, he talks about him recommending him, Bill Hader, to play him as the grown-up version of that character. So this movie <laughs> takes place, what, 27 years, 27 years after later. the original? Yes. And the younger version of your character is played by Finn Wolfhard from yeah. Stranger Things. And you credit him? Did yes. you get in the role? So when he did press for the first movie, they asked them, because in the Stephen King book, the kids grow up, you know, uh, and they said, who would you like to play you? And uh, he said, me. And that was very sweet. And then my agent called me and said, uh, yeah, you got this meeting for it, too. And I said, so Finn's like the most powerful kid. <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't mess with him. <laughs> this Finn kid, you know? Yeah. He makes things happen. Yeah, he makes things happen. <laughs> and of course, you know, uh, in in the movie, the first one, it's the kids, the childhood friends had made a pack. If Penny, if this clown ever comes back, we will come back, and because we know what to do mm-hmm. to defeat. Right, you know, yeah. and defeat something clown, happens, yeah. and the one kid who still lives in the town of Derry has to call everybody else. Right. And they have to come Correct. back. Correct. All right, here's one one more Bill Hader. Uh, they got a, a scary question for him, I guess. But for you, growing up, what, what were you afraid of? What are you scared of? Oh, man. Uh, snakes. I don't like snakes. I'm with you. Yeah. You and I it. grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there would be snakes, you know, everywhere. I remember seeing an eagle dropped, a, like, or some bird dropped a snake into our backyard. I'm you, serious. They knew you didn't like snakes. They just didn't that's like snakes. Did. And the bird was like, oh, that's Bill's house. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I know, that's Billy's playing, he's playing outside. <laughs> Watch this. Copperhead. <laughs> oh, I would have said a bad man under the bed. That's what I was always, you know, that's what I would get afraid oh, sure. of. Or the someone, closet. someone grabbing your ankles. Was, was yes. there like a, we had an old radiator in third and fourth grade, a house with radiators, and mm-hmm. my mom periodically would let me watch Dark Shadows, oh. which scared the crap out of me. And then sometimes she would say, no more watching that, because I would... 
I would say to her, I can hear Barnaby. He's talking to me through the through the the radiator. I could hear something. <laughs> oh, oh god. That was a scary thing for you. I was scared of critters. Yeah. Did you do you remember the movie? The, the movie oh, Critters. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure. yeah. The yeah. little things that go into a giant ball and but, then there's mm-hmm. a scene in the original critters where, the, where they form the ball and then they roll over the guy and then the guy is just a skeleton yes. when they, they roll are, over and they're done. And I think that the critters mm. also did the thing under the bed where they bit the people's ankles. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I never could have my hands or feet over the bed. No. Also, my sister said that Freddy Krueger lived in the basement. Oh, there you go. With the furnace. You go. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Jessica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I know. I, you could, there's, I can't wait to see this movie. Well, I'll let you know. I'll be seeing it first. Oh, are you oh. going to go to a preview of it, I've got Danny? the screening tomorrow night. Well, uh, it goes oh, out with a bang. According to the Daily Beast, they said this is so Well, they said good. it's one of the best Stephen King adaptations ever, and that's saying something. Because it is, because a lot of them mm, weren't very good. Yeah. What do you think? Well, because you Stephen know, King, you know, he always, in his books, very often his books so often have a coming-of-age Element so there's yeah. an innocence mixed in with the horror mm-hmm. of the badness of what's happening and I don't know it's he writes about hope heartbreak and horror equally as well true yeah his stories well what do you think is a good Stephen King adaptation like I, that, that, uh, for me the best one I thought was the Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. Oh, uh, that, I, I think that, it, I think that was the, the only one for me that I thought. I think was, it that that oh yeah, that other than movie, that, yeah, other but that, than that was it. Yeah. That was it, and I don't know if they're going to be able to. You know, they're going to make a movie, The Stand. Well, they are they, making a movie. I know, but if it's going to be good, oh well, again, it should be better than the TV series. Yeah, I guess so. Jeez, what the heck was Brad Pitt doing at Kanye West Sunday service, and why did Kanye West dig in his ear and then eat it? Oh! No, that's going around Kanye (laughs) eating earwax. Maybe he was taking out a piece of gum or something and he didn't know he was digging (laughs) in his ear with the same tongue. He was taking out his gum. I'm willing to get... But he dug in his ear and then stuck his finger in his mouth. Who is the character that keeps the piece of gum behind the ear? Is that um, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? I don't know, but yeah, there is somebody. But he was digging in his ear. So then somebody said, oh, I never thought I'd get a picture, a video of Kanye eating earwax at Sunday service the same day Brad Pitt shows up at Sunday service. Lori, I'm here to tell you that Rolling Stone has published a frame-by-frame investigation into whether or not Kanye West was eating his own earwax. No! So, OMG! Oh, I love what the internet can do with time. Yeah, uh, their conclusion, Rolling Stone magazines, if Kanye West ate yeah. his earwax or not on Sunday, they're saying that mm, probably not, but we it's impossible to come to a conclusion. I think he just didn't realize he was using the same ear and like he had a piece of okay. fuzz uh, on his tongue. Yeah. Oh, all uh, right. Holly, uh, uh, Violet Beauregard had the piece of gum behind yes. That's ear. right. She yes. would take it back and yeah. forth. Yeah. But what was Brad Pitt doing there? Yeah, what's kind of There are That's weird so conspiratorial weird. Lori threads that I that we investigated okay. On that other the show, show before our show, before yeah. your show. Oh, is there one? Yeah, yeah, we did. We investigated this. And what did you guys figure out? Is that it his new version of 
being seen? There are multiple threads, Lori. One of them being that Brad Pitt's people told him it's a good idea to be seen at some of these things. Also, there's the connection of the building of the housing, like housing solutions. Remember, Brad Pitt did that uh, in Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. Kanye West wants to build these Star Wars huts in Calabasas, so maybe they're bonding over that. Also, there was a rumor on a blind item that said that Brad Pitt maybe hooking up a little bit with Courtney Kardashian, who happened to be at this Sunday service. O-M-G. <laughs> I so, would actually love, hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there is also that little rumor out there that Brad Pitt and Courtney Kardashian might be, you know, getting to know each other a little <laughs> bit better. She was at the Sunday service because mm-hmm. how on earth would he know to go to this part of L.A. to go to this Sunday right. service, if not given a nice insider tip from Courtney? Oh, my word. Wow. I love hate that. Thank you. Mm. Yes. All right. Listen, mm-hmm. we come back. It's time. Uh, we're going to do the alert, Dirt Alert with Holly. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, Holly, you've been holding on to some dirt. I know it. I haven't been looking at online at all. I've just been staying focused at the tasks at hand. Look at that, Lori. All right, so we're going to start off today's dirt alert uh, with a sad news. Now, this was uh, dominating headlines. One of the stories dominating headlines over the weekend was this uh, fire on the ship Conception uh, in California. You know, right now, I will say that five were rescued, 25 people have been confirmed dead, and nine oh, are still missing the dive and fear dead. This is the dive ship in California, and uh, there's a celebrity connection to this tragic, tragic accident at least that's what it seems to be at the time rob Lowe, he tweeted out today uh the following he said my heart breaks for those on board the conception an unspeakable horror on a boat i've been on many times my prayers and thoughts are with the families and he did share a photograph of himself on that boat strapped in scuba gear uh so it, it just it's uh, right between carpenteria and santa barbara yes. and uh, yeah uh i that's so so Tragic. I guess they were trapped below deck. And yeah. Why were they locked in, though? I don't know. Well, yeah. I investigations obviously need, are underway but right this now. This is like that 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 guy who owns this. He's been running it for many many years. He just like won some big uh, dive award. He's very well known in the diving community and respected and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I just thought I can't believe they would lock people below deck. I, that doesn't I don't seem know. right. Yeah. But maybe something. When they were in the panic and calling, maybe something had fall. You know what I mean? Had fallen in front of the door and it was burning too hot. Because mm-hmm. that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, the Coast Guard is confirming that the oh, boat was terrible. in full compliance with safety regulations. Yeah, okay. our hearts just go out today. Uh, let's move on to some news concerning Britney Spears and her ex-husband Kevin Federline. He filed a police report claiming that Britney Spears' dad, Jamie Spears beat their 13-year-old son. This after a court just awarded him 70% custody of their two children. So that paperwork was filed on August 25th to have the custody changed. Now, the custody between Britney Spears and Kevin Federline for their two sons was 50-50. Now it's 70-30. 70 going to Kevin Federline. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe 
and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Britney Spears receiving 30% of the custody. And this is. I always thought that he had 100% custody. I thought so kids. too. I thought so too. Yeah, I always thought he had 100% custody. I don't think that they share. I think the Daily Mail is getting their. Facts wrong. And and D- TMZ was reporting 50-50 as well. Really? Yeah. Now, I I read earlier that he's had 70% for quite some time, but they're making it more official. Right. It was an informal oh. arrangement yes, that Kevin yes, Federline, since last year, has actually had 70% custody of uh, their two sons together, <laughs> Sean and Jaden. Now, somebody is reporting to The Blast, which is kind of TMZ adjacent. Mm-hmm. They're saying that a law enforcement source told the blast that Kevin Federline, quote, walked into a sheriff's station last Sunday, August 25th, and filed a police report against Jamie Spears alleging battery on his minor son, Sean. Now, the source, not going into detail that the about the injuries that were inflicted upon Sean, but the alleged abuse is said to have occurred the previous day when Sean and Jaden were in Britney, Britney. Spears' custody. Well, so. Grandpa, I mean, what if Grandpa did, what if Grandpa slapped Sean across the mouth or, or, took off a belt and like hit him because that's what they did to, you know, in his day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Oh, I could see yeah. where daddy would be. You'd, you'd be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Boy, things are acrimonious then, I guess, between um, Camp Brittany and Team Federline. I mean, they've always gotten along. The, yeah. The, uh, all I can think of is grandpa raised his hand. Well, yeah. That, well, and the, allegedly Raises according to the blast, and, and, and you don't, you know, people, parents do don't that. want anybody else. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. do that to your kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't do that to somebody else's kid, and you certainly don't want grandpa pushing around your thirteen-year-old son or something. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. So that's just according to the blast. But so we don't know for sure. But that's what their sources right. are saying, and that the kids are going to be more with Kevin Federline. But yeah, you're right, Lori. I thought that at one, I'm maybe at one point in time, the custody agreement was one hundred percent Kevin her, Federline, and she's one hundred percent in the conservatorship of her father. All these years later. Exactly. Moving on from that, Richard Gere out of a project over on Apple's new streaming service. They are not going to proceed with the Richard Gere drama, uh, which is the B word. So I don't know if I can say that on the radio or not. Bastard. Yeah, okay, there you go. Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's a legitimate word. All right, well, so this project was ordered straight to series last year for Apple's streaming service, and it was based on the Israeli series Nevelot, and Gear was supposed to star in one of the two lead roles, and he would have starred as one of two Vietnam veterans and best friends who find their monotonous lives upended when a woman they both loved 50 years ago is killed by a car. So wow. that was going to be the story. I wonder what happened. I don't know if they break down anything for us to Hollywood speak. Any for not really. I think it just probably was the good old fashioned creative differences between the two. Because that Euphoria was a um, remake of an Israeli TV show. Apparently, Hollywood is watching Israeli dramas, just like Germans. I think they're watching and, lots of countries' dramas. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> is Babylon Berlin ever coming? Is it, that another? It is. I think they're still filming it oh. in Germany. Oh, that was so, an incredible So, we'll have a ways to go before we see season two for us.
Mm-hmm. When did season one came out? Like uh, two like or three years ago. A couple, ago. Years, ago, a couple years, ago. years ago. It was long because they put all the, I think it was 30 episodes. Yeah, it was, long. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. All right well, we digress. Pa- yes. yes, you digress. Uh, let's move on to what's happening over at the Venice Film Festival. Uh, Margaret Qualley, the daughter of Annie McDowell and Pete Davidson, they're totally a thing walking around doing the tourist thing in Venice. Uh, Pete Davidson probably also doing some business over at the Venice Film Festival because rumor has it that he's being eyed for a role in the upcoming Suicide Squad movie that's going to be in theaters next, no, two summers from now, August of 2021. So he's going and getting that DC superhero thing because one of the big movies over at the Venice Film Festival this year is the Joker origin story starring Joaquin Phoenix. Well, and what I, this is what I, this is what I heard about. The, okay, did get an eight minute ovation and it got the bravo, bravo kind of a thing. Yep. But um, other people are saying this is going to be a hard movie for regular people to like. Yeah, I'm fascinated. It divides Mm -hmm. critics because... I don't know. There's a lot going on in that Joker movie that I think it's we can be critical down of. down on the Joker's backstory and yeah. what's wrong with them and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So they said people are either going to love this movie or hate this yeah. movie. And finally, can we give a shout out yeah, to Lizzo? She has the number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 chart with Truth Hurts yes! today. So congratulations Lizzo. to Lizzo. I'm fire, girl. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, when we come back, it's the study of duh. And we've got a couple of... I want you out of my bed. Double duh. Uh, double duh. Boy, I've got some duh. research for you people. This is from Cornell University. Ooh, fancy. Okay. Um, and science says people like you more than you know. Ooh. Research on the liking gap finds that we underestimate how much we are liked. In other words, the voices in your head are often and usually wrong. Yeah, they're full of crap. So, uh, (laughs) self-critical thinking explains what's called the liking gap. The liking gap describes how we systematically underestimate how much other people like us. And in this study at Cornell University, turns across all... Of these different contexts, whether they did experiments in labs, college dorms, professional development workshop, coffee shop, it turns out all these different contexts where you could be meeting someone, people's ratings of the degree to which they thought they were liked was less than the degree to which they were actually liked. And this was true even for people with self-esteem. Why are we oblivious to the ways in which people are showing their interests in in us, oh no! Why? Well, people are they for whatever they we underestimate how much we were liked. In other words, people presuppose that their thoughts were the truth. That if they thought their interaction partner was judging them, and their partner was judging them, when in fact, by just thinking that, they were distorting their perception of the truth, shrinking. It's a reality check for people who are always self-critical. That's what I'm trying to share People like you. you. They really, really like you. Thoughts lie, and we are liked more than we know. That is the study of duh that That can be summed up uh, in uh, this Cornell University thing that... uh, 
You know, I said that to uh, somebody who's like, well, you know, the streets are talking about me. And I'm like, how do you know the streets are talking about you? You're probably overestimating how much people are talking about the you. The streets are talking about you? Just a saying, just be like, people, saying, yeah, people yeah, yeah, are yeah. buzzing. Yeah. People, but think about, you know, you think about the fact that everyone is usually being, thinking about themselves. So... If so you're distorting true, the thinking about you're like, oh, why did I just say that? Ugh. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And the other that, person probably I'm... isn't even noticing it. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But that it, it is a struggle to not do that where you're like, oh, God. Like, the, remember the Chris Farley show yeah. skit from SNL yes. where he'd be interviewing Paul McCartney and he'd be like, remember that one time? Yeah. Sure. You did that thing. Oh, ah! Well, uh, in the immortal words of... Uh, Deny the fact that yeah. you like me yeah. right now. You like me. There you go. That's why, That's why. like, high school, everybody is so self-conscious about themselves. You might as well just be weird and who you are and have fun because everybody else is so self-conscious about themselves, they're not even thinking about you. A study of dumb moment if there never ever was them, Lori. <laughs> but worth reminding people about that. I like learning about the liking gap. That yes. we're liked liking more gap. than we think yeah. we are. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. All right. This one, uh, we I call what do you call somebody who's a Early to bed, early to rise. Did you refer to them? Oh, early bird person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was bird, dated yeah. an early bird. Or do, do we usually refer to people who, you know, always, even on a weekend, yep. they wake up at 5, 5.30, yeah. 4.30. Yeah, just early birds. They're just early birds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, research, uh, this was published in the Journal of Sleep, uh, calls <laughs> that advanced, they call it advanced sleepers phase when people are chronically... They go to. They have no problem falling asleep at eight thirty at night, nor do they have any problem waking up at four thirty in the morning, even on a weekend, without any "quote unquote" work. That's just mm-hmm. their biology. Well, apparently, yes, uh, that is their biology. So Benjamin Franklin wasn't lying when he said, "Early to bed, early to rise makes man healthy, wealthy, and wise." Here's what they, <laughs> they they we are hardwired for this sleeping business. Oh, this makes me feel so good yeah, about this myself. Is, the University of uh, California reports that a certain percentage of the po- population are extreme morning chronotypes, mm-hmm. otherwise known as early birds, mm-hmm. otherwise known as advanced sleepers, who thrive on a very early to bed and very early to rise routine. And it's they have a, you have atypical circadian rhythms if you have this. Case, my husband is this. He's an early. Yes, bird. Uh, I live with one also. He since he was yes. little, yeah. his mom told me when he was a little kid, he would get sleepy before anybody else, but he would also get up before anybody else. Mm-hmm. And he like when he sleeps in, ooh, that's five thirty. Oh, 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 oh wow, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so well. Uh, let's see. The extreme early birds function well in the daytime, but sometimes have trouble staying awake for social commitments in the evening. And the the, uh, the early birds are, yeah, people who can basically can be asleep by 839 yep. and definitely by 10. And they they wake no later than 530 in the morning. They just naturally yeah. wake up even on weekends. And it's just uh, the extreme chronotypes. It's a circadian thing that you have, and you don't even need to worry about it because it's just something um, you can't really do anything about. I feel so seen by this, Lori. Do you? Are you like that? Yes. Well, not 8.30. I have occasionally, but 
I, like staying up past 10 o'clock is really challenging for me. And it just, it's not any, it's like I could like mentally I can do it, but physically it's just like, oh yeah, rough. here's, they say it's quirky chronobiology and atypical circadian rhythms. Your body's internal clock is hardwired to release melatonin hours earlier than most people, which triggers a drop in your body temperature and early evening drowsiness. And because of this unique circadian cycle for many extreme morning chronotypes, early birds, um, 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. is the time window when your body's internal clock is naturally geared to get your eight hours of sleep. So if you do go to bed at 10, maybe you will sleep till you know, 536. Yeah, that's where, because otherwise, like, going to sleep at 8 o'clock, it makes it really hard to do anything. Like, yeah. Just, just yeah. to go out and accomplish yeah. anything in like, the world. I guess if you're a morning show host of a radio or TV thing, and you ha- you would want to have oh, yeah. this biology. Oh, gosh. Well, that would be amazing. Yeah. But I don't think it really works out that way. No, well, I know it doesn't. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, so don't be worried about all of that kind of a thing. You're just either... I know, but can we have people schedule rock shows for advanced sleepers? Because that's <laughs> that's the problem. The show starts work well, great. I want to And do. that's what they found out, that people who have this, they really do have a, a tough time with nighttime commitments, shows, theater, anything yep. yes. that goes late. They're tired. They I don't know. enjoy it I as much. Lori, they I want things a, to start earlier. Lori, I want to rock and roll. I'm ready to party. Yeah. I want to do it, but give me day yeah. raves and daytime day raves. and daytime rock shows. Yeah. Like, what's the, well, like that's advanced. what Vegas is for. That's, that's what is true. a good thing about yeah. Vegas. Yeah. yeah, you can get your party on in the daytime and be an advanced sleeper <laughs> at so, night. It's so I know. I, listen, I'm married to one of these people. I'm always like, I should, I, I should take a nap. I might want to take a nap. Oh, We're be out but late. that's the problem. I'm supposed to. I was supposed to go to a show tonight. At yeah. the 7th Street entry. By the way, this band called Triptides, they're amazing. Go see them. But the show doesn't but start till sh- 10. Yeah. And it's like, I can't power nap because it's going to throw me off. Yeah. And it's like, true. what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to be able to go. I'm not going to be able to go. Somebody go see Triptides for me. You know me. what, me Holly? Review. Maybe here's what will happen. Okay. So by 2030, <laughs> they're saying that like a big <laughs> portion of the population is going to be. 70 plus. Yeah. Okay. But, but not all of those people have this kind of circadian. No, but what I'm saying yeah. is that just maybe, you know, maybe they'll push things to start <laughs> earlier. I don't know. I don't know if the aging of the population is going to help. Like at the home 20. where dinner's at four. Right, right. Oh, my uh, God. All right. Well, a girl can dream. Yeah. Uh, a girl can dream. And the last study of duh comes to us from... The Journal of uh, Pediatric Science, and that is that your children are more aware of what you're saying and doing at an earlier age than you even think oh. that they yeah. were. Duh. It's like, duh. 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 Thank you for <laughs> telling us that, that we already knew. At least the quirky chronobiology and <laughs> a typical circadian rhythms have given us the words advanced sleeper. You're an advanced sleeper. Seems like backwards. Yeah, someone yes, does. who their ideal sleeping time is 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. Yeah. You're an advanced sleeper. Oh, no, it sounds like they're really not. But <laughs> that's science for you, right? Duh. Duh. All right, listen, we come back. Uh, we've got oh, favorite headline of the day, and it involves Lady Gaga and some music. Needless to 
We're back in our studio. We appreciated meeting everybody that comes and says hi. We've had regulars come for all 16 years we've been out at the fair. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and just new people. And it's fun. That is the really fun part is, you know, people to say the nicest things and kindest things about what all the shows mean to them or what individual people. It's really it's nice because uh, we're here, yeah, and we just look at each other. Right. I can't even see Donnie right now. I know, <laughs> I know. So. I got a kick out of the woman yesterday after uh, we did our two-hour thing out there when she came up to us and she said, "I I thought you were you were older. You both look so young." Oh. And, and we said in unison, "We are we young." Are young. <laughs> right. I know. We are young. Okay, so uh, favorite headline today. Comes to us courtesy of Lady Gaga, who, and really it came to us courtesy of the fan uh, taping Lady Gaga at a concert at the Pasadena uh, Dream Festival on Saturday night. She and her boyfriend went to see what a line, uh, I mean... Mm-hmm. One of your favorite bands, right? Uh, the Cure and the uh. Pixies playing on the same bill. Hello. Back to back. Hello. Um, the Pixies opened for the cure back in the day in the late eighties. Um, and, um, anyway, that, that's just a great, uh, band together. I guess, uh, throwing muses and deftones were also at this festival, but those were the two first. It was the Pixies and then the cure. So Lady Gaga, they were, and her boyfriend were there and she stopped by and she's right on the side. She captioned an Instagram story of herself dancing saying, I love the cure. I felt my old self come alive tonight. What a show adding whatever it is, is never enough. Of course, which from the cure is never enough. And, um, she just shared kind of a lot of, and then fans were seeing her dance and she was just wild. That was one of my favorite shows of 20, I think it was 2017. The, the Cure? Cure came to the XL. They sounded Robert. I mean, just amazing. That concert made me so happy. There was so many flashbacks of being in my twenties dancing to the cure and just being wild well lady gaga looks really happy in some of these stealth photos that fans were taking of her doesn't she she just looks chill she's smiling she's having some flirty conversation with dan with dan oh boy good for her and then she did an instagram story of the fennel gravy sauce that dan made and i just think that's so cute that he cooking for her and you know uh blah 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 she's like rock concert night fresh italian gravy on sunday i remember the first time i went to you know that italian's called the red sauce the gravy the gravy yeah i was like what's this gravy gravy is brown <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you talking about anyway i love that Aww. she loves the cure and the pixies and i love that she's happy and having fun indeed
Okay. Thomas Markle decided uh, he needed some money. He's been pretty quiet all summer. He really has. He gave a new interview to the Daily Mail. And, of course, they... they, uh, said, um, what did the Daily Mail say? It was a TV thing, and they said he was neither asked or received payment for this article, but there's all these old photos of Megan in the story. Oh. So they paid him for that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, here's what he says in the uh, story. I would like them to send me a picture of Archie so I can frame it and put it on my wall beside the one of Megan. Isn't that what any grandfather would want? I'd love to know if he's got the famous Markle nose. She's not sending you a damn picture because you'll just sell it over and over and over. (laughs) He said I sent Megan a card via her financial advisor in L.A. but received no acknowledgement. I have no idea if she got it. Um, He said he stayed quiet. There's never been a problem between Megan and me until recently. Um, I'm speaking out now because they and their PR people are continuing to ghost me out of her life. What is wrong with this guy? Oh, he just he I is feel thirsty Ill thinking yeah. about how he trashes his daughter. It's why why would ugh. they send someone from the Daily Mail to Mexico to go and interview him when literally you've got a true scandal involving Prince Andrew, Andrew having to account for all of his time with the pedophile and the woman who says that she was coerced to have uh, sex with him at 17 and there are yep. photo- there's photos of him with this girl. I mean, yes. why are they sending him a guy to Mexico to talk to Meghan Markle's dad? Distraction here, yeah. over here. Yeah. And it's, uh, it is cringeworthy, yeah. yeah, before you yeah. roll your eyes at Meghan's tacky dad, just think about the optics of the Duke of York mm-hmm. and his gross behavior that is not on the same level as all this is stuff. Is Prince Andrew still hiding out in Spain right no, now? No, oh, he don't. took a private no. jet no. home to meet with PR publicist Mm. because he wrote that terrible letter that he wrote like a week and a half ago that uh, me think thou doth protest too much yes and and it was written by him Uh it caused more problems daily mail reporting that uh, andrew's engagements in northern ireland have been canceled Oh, i believe it as organizers tell him that fallout from the jeffrey epstein scandal risk tainting he's a senior member of the british royal family beloved son of queen elizabeth who is reigned longer than anyone else before. He was friends with a pedophile rapist, accused of sex trafficking minors, supplying his rich, influential friends with girls convicted of it, got off on a light slap, and you have Andrew even stepped in the role of a butler, and there's video of him saying goodbye at Epstein's apartment after he was convicted. I mean, there's so... uh, many There are so many threads in this Jeffrey Epstein story that... I I hope that journalists are still staying with it, and yeah. I want people to hold others accountable yeah, for their actions. I mean, I don't know why they would do this Thomas Markle thing, and they put it like they're always transposing. Oh, Prince Harry and Meghan, you know they've had they're they're so snotty and they fly prior. I'm like, oh, look at this Prince Andrew. You guys have a real scandalous story. Yes, but there's a ring of protection. Yeah. There absolutely, well, there absolutely is, and it's one of those things. Hey, you know, you might get some bad press, Harry and Meghan, but Ugh. 
Don't let them say yeah. that you got some tacky gauche American family when you got the Duke of York and all of his, you know, proven that he hung out with this guy for years. Right. Right. There's a lot of problems. There with are a all lot of, of problems. Anyway, so yeah, he's having crisis talks with the with his team because people keep talking about this and it's not going away despite his saying that wasn't me. I didn't know a thing. People keep yeah. talking. Keep, keep talking. talking.